Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. This is Shannon, and tonight I am here with Brooke, Stacy, Mika, Kristen, Georgina, and Natalia. Did I get everybody? Yes. Okay. And we, <laughs> and we are looking ahead to books coming out in January. It was very strange not to do a most anticipated December releases episode, but we are back for the January one, and there are some fantastic books that we will be sharing with you. So we will get into the usual housekeeping information, then Brooke will start us off, followed by Mika, then me, Kristen, Stacy, Georgina, and lastly, Natalia. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So my first book for this evening is Echoes and Empires. Echoes and Empires, book one by Morgan Rhodes. And it comes out on January 4th. So in this book, our main character's name is Jocelyn, and she's a 17-year-old who has kind of gotten herself into a situation. So she was taking place, um, she was taking part, sorry, in a theft um, at, at the Queen's Gala. And somehow... Um, something happens and this magic kind of she she takes it I'm not really sure how you take the magic but somehow she takes the magic into herself and so this magic is not a great thing she's just been taught that magic is illegal um, it's dangerous and it's also very rare so she um, has this not great magic in her and she is now able to tap into the memories of this evil warlock and she's got to get rid of this magic before it um, corrupts her soul. So being that magic is illegal in her world she can't really go to just anybody and she doesn't know what she's going to do. Um, but she's able to turn to this guy named Jericho and he's a criminal and together they're going to figure out how to get rid of the magic. But what he wants from her is that he wants the magic for himself. Um, we don't know why he wants it, but, and she's also kind of not sure she wants to work with them, but she also has no choice. So as she gets to know Jericho, though, she realizes that he's not quite the person that everyone thinks he is. So I'm really looking forward to this book. I read her Falling Kingdoms, um, like a couple books in that series, and they were really good. So I'm really looking forward to this one. So this is Echoes and Empires, Echoes and Empires, book one, and it's by Morgan Rhodes, and it comes out on January 4th. And I think I need this because it feels like something that would be very interesting to read, especially with the shadowy, shadowy, mysterious Jericho. Yeah, and it's not criminals. It's also a duology, so it's not 
too long either that you're gonna have to hopefully we won't have to wait too long for the second book so the first book that I am going to talk about this evening is one that I am like really excited about um so it is called the bone spindle and it is in a series called the bone spindle and it is book one by Leslie is it Vidir I don't know okay um, that. so my new bestie Leslie V um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the I don't know if y'all have read the blurb for this book at all but the first line of the blurb says Sleeping Beauty meets Indiana Jones and that pretty much sold me what um, how does that even work yeah <laughs> sounds so good and so basically, uh, this, this young lady, um, she is the Indiana Jones of this, of the series. So does, does like fun adventure time, um, which is awesome. Um, she ends up, she accidentally pricks her finger on a spindle and then she gets the spirit of Briar Rose who has been oh. trapped and asleep for 100 years. So this is a, a retelling. However, what you may not have read, what you may not have known is that Briar Rose is a man. Oh, so our sleeping beauty <laughs> is a guy. Oh, and I just, I'm really, I'm really intrigued by this gender flipping um, idea. Like I love when fairy tales are kind of turned on their head and then she kind of hooks up with someone to try to like free him and there are these adventures that they are going on together and um she is trying to free the sleeping prince and i just thought that was a really cool way um for this story to to be told and i i never get tired of fairy tale retellings um because i think that there's a million different ways that you can do it and clearly this author has chosen um has chosen a different route and i just love that that she is getting to save the guy um so again this is called the bone spindle in the bone spindle series book one by leslie vadir and it comes out on january 11th all right so i'm taking us away from fantasy for a moment what and we are going to talk about <laughs> The Good Son by Jacqueline Machard. I started reading Jacqueline Machard back in the early 2000s. Um, she wrote one of my very favorite books called The Most Wanted. And since then, I've been following her through, like, she's done some YA, she's written some fantasy, but now she's back with some, like, kind of women's fiction, maybe literary fiction. I'm not really sure how you would classify this particular book but this is about Thea and Thea's son went to prison for murdering his girlfriend and apparently drugs were involved in this and there's a whole lot of questions that Thea never really got answers to and finally her son is released from prison and he wants to make amends for the mistakes that he's made he feels like you know he's learned some things in prison and he really wants to kind of start fresh but people in their community aren't really big on this idea. And so of course, this fuels all sorts of controversy throughout the community. And Thea is kind of in the middle of it. Like she understands that it's very bad to kill someone and that you shouldn't just get to, you know, say, oh, well, I did that. Oh, well. But she also, because this is her son, has really con- complicated emotions about everything that's going on. And so she's trying to figure out how to stand up for the things that she believes in as a human, but also kind of fulfill the responsibility that she has for her son. Um, Jacqueline Machard does not write new books nearly as often as I wish she would. So I'm always super excited when I hear that she has a new one coming out. I've watched this one on Goodreads for quite a while, like hoping that the release date would be sooner rather than later. It's finally almost here. This is The Good Son by Jacqueline Machard, and it comes out on January 18th. 
This book sounds awesome. This sounds I love awesome. her so much. So my first book tonight is called Ashes of Gold, Wings of Ebony, book two, by J.L. Um, E-L-L-E. So this is the second book in the Wings of Ebony, Ebony duology. Um, just a little background. In the first book, Rue has lost her mother in a pretty much um, drive-by shooting. She lives on what they call East Row in Houston. And so now it's just her and her younger sister. And there's a neighbor that kind of looks out for them and everything because they're not of age. And when, after her mother's death, Rue finds out some very interesting stuff. She never really knew her father, um, but he comes back into the picture. Um, And she is kind of whisked away unwillingly to this island of magic. And I am not going to try to pronounce it. Um, she had gone back to Houston and she used magic, which is forbidden in the human world. And so they tracked her down and they have put her in a, I guess, a dungeon basement cell. She's lost all of her magic. Um, and she has to figure out how to escape this prison, get her magic back and to save her friends in Houston and on this magical island. And if she doesn't, then more than just her friends and family could be lost. She could end up being killed herself. So mm-hmm. yes, that, that is very sad. Um, it took a while for Rue to get used to having magic to kind of settle into this. And now that she's having to fight for her people um, on the island and back home. She's, you know, she's kind of going back to her East Row roots and being this hardcore girl that needs to get things done. And so I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, I absolutely adored the first book. And so I, I want to see where this ends up wrapping, how it all wraps up. So this, again, is called Ashes of Gold, Wings of, Ebon- Wings of Ebony, I cannot talk tonight, book two by J.L., and this comes out on January the 11th. I've been wanting to read the first one. Um, I really Me need too. to move it up on my list oh, of things. Me too. It's so good. So I have made no secret of the fact that I think Lucy score is the goddess of contemporary romance. And I'd already submitted my picks or I was just going to submit my picks for January when all of a sudden Lucy score did this amazing reveal of her new book, things we never got over by Lucy score. And it comes out on January 13th. And I love the first line of the synopsis. Knox is a badass bar owning barber <laughs> who, <laughs> who lives his life the way he takes his coffee alone. Except for I like his my coffee alone, too. I know I do too. Like, I don't want to talk to him <laughs> before I have my coffee every morning. My husband knows this. And he leaves me alone. Now, the only <laughs> being he allows into his sphere on a regular basis is his basset hound, Waylon. And oh, I, love it. I know. And he really likes drama, but we're not talking about Knox. We're talking about Waylon. The dog likes drama? He does like drama, apparently, according to Lucy's score and according to okay. Knox. <laughs> but the issue is that he can't, Knox cannot avoid drama when he gets tangled up with a runaway bride. So Naomi, who I suspect is our runaway bride, has run to her twin sister's aid 
as she often does. And now I'm not a huge fan of the good twin, evil twin trope. And it looks as though Naomi's twin, Tina, kind of falls into the latter evil twin category. But so she runs to save her in her small Virginia town. And that's when Naomi realizes that her twin has left her with an 11-year-old niece that Naomi did not even know she had. Whoa. And somehow Knox gets tangled up in all this. And all he wants to do, all he wants to do is get rid of Naomi and help her with her trouble so he can get back to his uncomplicated life of badass bar-owning barberdom alone. (laughs) But that would also mean that she has to stop, like, coming to his bed and he has to stop enjoying that part of it. And friends, that's all I know about this book. And I need it in my life, like, right this second. And I cannot wait to read Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. And it is coming out, everyone, on January 13th Ooh, on Kindle Unlimited. This might have to be. I know, especially because of the bass. This might this have to be, be my first Lucy Score book. It might have to be. Ooh. Oh, my well, first. It comes out, I like her. I love her. Um, and it comes out on the 13th. It comes out in Kindle Unlimited. And then um, paperback and audio will follow with a few weeks later. But I cannot wait. I love her. My first Lucy score was one of the bootleg spring books. And then I read Rock Bottom Girl, which oh I loved. God. This book comes out January 18th, 2022. And it is Lightning in the Mirror by Jane Ann Krantz. This book is the third one in the series, and it's the final book. But if you haven't um, read the first two books, which the first one is called The Vanishing, and it is the first in the Fog Lake trilogy. And that one is about two best friends, Olivia and Catalina, and they're in caves camping when they witness a murder when they're teenagers and them they decide to hide from the murderers or from the murderer and they're rescued the next day by the town but when they tell the town these these um that they witnessed a murder nobody believes them so the story continues 15 years later and Olivia and Catalina run a detective agency psychically. They do background checks, but they pretend that they're sort of, they're doing it in the normal channels, but they're really not. Olivia gets kidnapped on her way to a date uh, but nobody really, her best friend Catalina doesn't realize that this until the next day when Olivia doesn't show up for work. Olivia searches everywhere and comes across a witness. And while she's questioning the witness, she is called back to the office by her secretary to be told that somebody from the organization called the foundation they're kind of a shadowy organization that keeps track of you know people that are involved with a government experiment called the vortex lab so now catalina and this guy named victor have to team up to find olivia so that um is the first book in the in the Fog Lake trilogy. The third book, like I said, is called Lightning in the Mirror, and that comes out January 18th. And Olivia, this book focuses on Olivia. And I guess she's trying speed dating. And which is not working out for her because someone's already tried one of her dates has tried to murder her um i would stop if i were olivia right there but apparently she decides (laughs) to go go on another date 
and comes across a man named Harlan Brancourt. And everyone thinks he's dead, but I guess not. So he tells her that she's the only one that can help him find this vortex lab, the remnants of this vortex lab. So she doesn't want to team up with him because she doesn't really trust him. But her friend and boss from the uh, foundation wants her to work with him. So against her better judgment, they team up to find the remnants of this vortex lab. And everyone thinks that Olivia is the key to find it. And probably knowing Jane and Krentz, they will eventually become lovers rather than just friends, because that's sort of how Jane and Krentz rules. So the first book I'm going to talk about is called Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. And this seems to be like a standalone, um, one of her, I guess, women's fiction books, which I enjoy. I enjoy everything she writes, but um, this one looks especially fun. This is about a troubled young mother who has uh, been in prison for five years for a tragic mistake. And we don't know what this mistake is. Her name is Kenna Rowan. And, of course, she returns to the town where it all went wrong, wanting to unite with her four-year-old daughter. But apparently when this happened, she burnt a lot of bridges, as you do. And yes, um, they're hard to rebuild from, no matter how hard she works to prove herself. But there's one person that has not closed the door on her completely, Ledger Ward. Um, and Ledger Ward is the owner of the town bar and one of the few remaining links to Kenna's daughter. But if anyone would discover how close Ledger and Kenna are becoming, that would probably ruin uh, the trust that they have from everyone that's important to them. But Mm. in spite of all that, of course, they form a connection and their romance grows along with the risk of disappointing people. And so Kenna needs to work to find a way to absolve the mistakes of her past in order to make a future with her daughter out of hope and healing. So I'm really interested. This. I'm, yeah, this is coming out January 18th, 2022. And I'm really interested because we don't know like what happens to her daughter. Um, we don't know why she's in prison. Um, obviously, she hasn't seen her. It's, it's a lot. It is. Like, it kind of reminds me of a good father by Diane Chamberlain, since we were just talking oh, about her. Yes. Yeah, what a good book. And we'll talk um, about her again in a minute. We will, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's this is called Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. And also the title just really intrigues me because you see the title and you think it's about a completely different thing. Yes, it's a good title. Uh, I'm very interested to see uh where it comes from the, the last uh, women's fiction colleen huber that i read was um i what's it called the one with the sisters um regretting you and it was amazing so i'm really looking forward to what this is going to be like so my next book tonight is find the girl detective morgan brooks number five and it's by Helen Pfeiffer, and it comes out on January 19th. So our main character's name is Morgan Brooks, um, and she has been called out to a campground where a woman has gone missing. Her name is Sarah, and they have found her tent, and it's been slashed. And Sitting on her sleeping bag is her sleeping mask, and I can't quite tell from the synopsis, but either on the sleeping mask or the sleeping bag, there's blood. Oh. Yeah. 
so after a few hours of searching, one of the search and rescue dogs locates um, a woman's body that has been buried in a very shallow grave. Um, and they discover that it isn't Sarah, but Morgan starts doing research and she discovers that about 20 years prior, three other women had gone missing and kind of the clues were kind of very similar to Sarah's case. And in this, in their cases, the women were always found after about 72 hours. So she knows that like the time is like ticking very quickly down. So she's kind of looking into it, but at the same time, um, a killer from her background being Morgan's background has been released or sorry, escaped. And Ooh. now she not only has to try and save Sarah, but she also has to figure out kind of what's going on in her own life. And that, my friends, is all I can tell you. So I'm really looking forward to it. I really, really like this series. Um, I learned about it. I think I started reading it this year. And I just flew through the first, the first four books. They're just really, really good. So this is Find the Girl, Detective Morgan Brooks, number five. And it's by Helen Pfeiffer. And it comes out on January 19th. My second book tonight is called The Other Family by Wendy Corsi Staub. And um, this book comes out on January 18th. And wow, does it look scary. It is a romantic, well, it is a suspense book. Um, I am told that Wendy Corsi Staub has some romantic elements. I recognize her name because she has participated in, uh, well, she wrote a book along with uh, some other author and Lisa Jackson. Um, and they wrote, like they all three wrote a book together whose name I have forgotten, but it was like three stories in one kind of thing. Like all the next revolving around or one something? town. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, woo, it was pretty, it was pretty scary. Um, so this book, is about uh basically this is an anti-mika book like i would never do these things uh <laughs> this this family moves into a home that was whose previous tenants were a family who were gruesomely murdered Ooh. and um no nope, nope. yes i'm telling <laughs> nope, you exactly. not living there absolutely nope. not no nope. mm. i'd hear jaws music every time i walked in the front door that would not be a good place to live sorry Mm-mm. i'm done <laughs> and this and is the woman who lived in a funeral home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There, there is different. Um, the, <laughs> there's a family there, so there's a dad and the mom and two teenage daughters and and a dog. And I am telling you right now that this dog better not die. Like that I'm going to be no. searching for spoilers because I need the dog to live. And sometimes dogs don't always fare very well in suspense novels but i'm going to need little fluffy butt to to live (laughs) um so i'm on team fluffy butt so um so i'm really i'm really excited because um so the i guess one of the kids is kind of obsessed with the other family that died and the blurb said that Whoever the killer is, they are known by the family, which, by the way, is not a spoiler because it is literally in the blurb of a series that is not actually a series. It is a book, a standalone. Um, So so we don't know who it is, but somebody in the family does. And it sounds like there's going to be some secrets and and lots of scary things start happening in the house. And I'm already pretty dang terrified. So, um, again, the book is called The Other Family by Wendy Corsi Staub and it comes out on January 18th. Yeah, I don't think I could ever live in a house with a murder. If I knew murder had been committed, I could not live in a house. Like you just better not ever tell me. Don't don't ever tell me. If you know, I don't want to know. I think real estate I think real estate agents have to at least here in Canada, I think they have to. I think (sighs) that's true. So 
I'm about to like do something that is contrary to what I usually do on this podcast. So usually someone will talk about like romance and something very nice. And I'll be like, yes, but my next book is about murder. So Mika had a very like murdery suspenseful book. And now I am going to talk about young adult romance that takes place on the sea. (laughs) (laughs) So this is one true loves by Elise Bryant. This is the companion novel to last year's Happily Ever Afters. This is the story of Lenora, and she is just about to finish her senior year. And for all of her high school career, she has been very focused. Like she always feels like she knows what she has going on, right? She, she doesn't waste any time. She has goals. But now that high school is coming to an end, she isn't quite so sure what she's going to do. She knows that she's heading off to NYU in the fall, but she hasn't declared a major. She doesn't know what classes she wants to take. And her parents are really upset with her about this. Her parents say that as that they expect more from her and that as a black student, the university is likely to expect more from her. And they're really worried that she's going to you know, go there, be out of her depth and not do well. So they're really putting a lot of pressure on her and Lenora is struggling. So she and her family decide that they're going to go on a Mediterranean cruise kind of you know, during that summer between her high school graduation and when she goes to NYU. So they go and she's thinking, okay, this is good. I can relax. You know, the pressure will be off for a little while. Maybe I can figure some things out. So she doesn't really expect that while she's on this cruise, she will fall in love. And that the person that she falls in love with is this sort of straight-laced achiever who seemed like he would be, you know, perfect for her, at least the old kind of goal-oriented her that she was in, in high school. But now she is suddenly finding everything about this guy to be super annoying. And she starts to wonder, like, (laughs) is that how people viewed her? Like, was she super annoying when she was goal oriented and like super focused on everything that she had going on in her life? Like, did people kind of get mad that she was more spontaneous? Um, I really. What? I said, yes, yes, they did. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I really, really liked the first book um, that Bryant wrote. It was this really swoony, excellent romance about a writer who was trying to find her own happily ever after. And I am so excited to see how the second book turns out. I really like the whole like kind of road trip on the sea thing. Um, You know, I, I like a lot of books about road trips. And I think when you do a cruise, that is kind of what you're doing, like taking a road trip on the sea. So I am very excited to give this one a try. This is One True Loves, and it is by Elise Bryant, and it comes out on January 4th. A trip upon the waves where romance is found. Yes, like the Mediterranean. Ooh. So my second book tonight is quite interesting. Um, This is called Daughter of the Moon Goddess. And it is part of, it's the first book in a duology. Um, It is called the Celestial Kingdoms Duology. Sue Lin Ten. This is about a young lady who um, has lived on the moon and she is unaware in her younger years that she, her mother has been hiding her existence from the celestial emperor because she stole his immortality elixir. And Once she gets older and her magic flares, she is found out. And this sends her on this kind of trek 
I guess, to find out who she is, to learn how to use her magic. She um, also finds a chance to train alongside the emperor's son in magic and archery, which I find interesting. She does disguise herself, but we don't know if she's disguising herself as a boy or if she's just pretending to be someone else, another girl. We don't, we don't know that. Um, but as she trains, you know, things start to happen. The emperor is obviously mad. Um, <laughs> and this pretty much sets her out on this quest to save the kingdom. Um, she also, um, she ends up what I think, or at least it looks like kind of going up against the emperor to become the ruler of this kingdom to save them. So this, this looks very interesting. Um, it incorporates a lot of Chinese mythology, which I've never really read a whole lot about, but I like mythology. So this looks really, really good. So this book is called Daughter of the Moon Goddess, Celestial Kingdoms, Book One. And it is by Su Lin Tan. And it comes out on January the 11th. I'm very excited for this one. Me too. It looks very interesting. It sounds really good. I like when I find a new author that writes a book that looks intriguing to me and has enemies to lovers as its premise, because I love enemies to lovers. It's my favorite romance trope. So I'm going to talk about How to Love Your Neighbor by Sophie Sullivan. This book comes out on January 18th, and this book is about Grace. And Grace has the trajectory of her life all figured out. She's going to finish interior design school whilst working a bunch of various odd jobs. She'll get her degree. She'll find her dream job. And, you know, she's going to find a place where she belongs because she never really felt like she belonged with her kind of cold mother who did not kind of give her a loving environment to grow up in. And then Grace gets the opportunity to live in and redecorate a beach house. So as any self-respecting young interior designer almost done with school would do, she jumps at the chance to update this house and to live in it at the same time. And everything about this gig is amazing until her new neighbor moves in next door. And Noah knows all about real estate. He knows how to make a great deal. And so when he sees a house on the beach that has really good bones, he decides he's going to renovate and flip it. Because, you know, you got to like do a a bunch of things to a house to make it workable. So he needs to kind of like horn in on the house next door because like every good beach house needs a pool as well. But the problem is there's a frustrating woman named Grace in the house next door who has a very different vision for her little beach house that she is updating and and kind of fixing up. And the two of them throw all of their neighborly good conduct out the window and they're feuding. But sometimes your nemesis can turn out to be the person who shows you that home is always where your heart is. So I need this book in my life. It is, yeah, right? And it's called How to Love Your Neighbor. It's by Sophie Sullivan and it comes out on January 18th. And it's a house flipper book. Like, how can you not? I mean, it's like HGTV meets like enemies to lovers meets like, I don't even know. Like, it just looks like it's going to be super good. So I cannot wait to read this. Sounds like a book I'm going to have to read, man. I know, it looks delighting. The next book that I'm going to talk about is One Step Too Far by Lisa Gardner and it's the second book in the um, Frankie Elkins series. She's asked to go into a national forest when a 
young man goes, he disappears and there's no trace. And she thinks this is your typical, she'll find him within hours or days and it doesn't happen that way. When there's threats to herself and her team, she realizes she's up against something darker. This is um, One Step Too Far by Lisa Gardner and it comes out January 18th. Ah, the beautiful Lisa Gardner. She is very, she is good. So I guess this is the month for single mothers. And it's really funny because once January starts, I can um, go into labor with my second child at any point as of mid-January. You're not a single mother. (laughs) But I'm not a single mother, thank Jesus. But, you know, it's uh, very interesting that when my child is potentially born and I'm doing those night feedings i'll be reading uh books about moms because <laughs> this one comes out january 11th 2022 and this is the last house on the street by diane chamberlain and oh my gosh Yay. god forbid this happens to anyone but this is about kate about michaela carter and her husband of course and and he's building her her dream house or their dream house they have a four-year-old daughter but an accident happens and he dies while building the house. Mm. Very sad, very tragic. And she knows that she has to stay strong for her kid. And the trophy home that they have in Shadow Ridge Estates, which is a new development in Sleepy Round Hill, North Carolina, always will hold tragic memories. And this is really parallel because I just moved into a new house in a new development. I was going to say, it's like you, but fortunately, no one died. But no. Fortunately, my husband doesn't, didn't have yeah. to build anything. <laughs> but at one point, Michaela is confronted by an odd older woman who tells her not to move into this house, which did not happen to me. And she almost agrees with her. Because it's really clear that the old lady has some kind of connection to the area and a connection to Kayla herself. But there's another neighbor who's elderly as well, Ellie Hockley, and she seems to be more welcoming to Kayla, but she has secrets that stretch back uh, almost 50 years, it seems. And now the question is, is Ellie on a quest to right the wrongs from the past? Does the house at the end of the street hold the key? to these secrets this is a dual timeline novel which is one of my favorite kinds and it's told from two points of view which diane chamberlain does marvelously yes and apparently this novel says that it's about shocking violence forbidden love the search for for justice and the tangled vines that can weave between two families Ooh, yeah this is The Last House on the Street by Diane Chamberlain. Comes out January 11th, 2022. And it still seems so far away. So my last book tonight is The Accomplice by Lisa Lentz. And it comes out on January 19th. So in this book, our main characters are Owen and Luna. And they've been friends forever. Like, they met in college. And pretty much from day one, it's always been Owen and Luna. Or Luna and Owen. Like, that's kind of just the way that everyone thought of them. And people were always wondering, like, why did they never get together? And, like, why are they so tightly bound together? Well, some years later, they're still really good friends. And Luna finds Owen's wife dead. She's been brutally murdered. So the police start investigating. And they start kind of uncovering some secrets that Owen and Luna have. I'm not sure if they're related to this. But back when they were in college, something happened um within their social group um i'm not sure if it was like a murder i'm not sure what happened but one of um their friends was found dead and even since this happened like luna and owen are still great friends and we don't really know why 
But Luna knows that in order to kind of help Owen, like figure out what's going on, she's going to have to uncover their secrets and reveal them, which also kind of gets you thinking about the whole question of like the people you know and the people you trust and like how well do you really know the people that you trust so I'm really looking forward to this book um I like I've liked a lot of the books I've read of hers so I'm pretty excited about it this is The Accomplice and it's by Lisa Letts and it comes out on January 19th Okay, my last book is called, and, and the title is already going to scare you. So when I say the title, I expect you ladies to make the appropriate, um, the appropriate noises. We'll do that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can run. I'm but sorry, that wasn't hide? the appropriate noise, but you That was not so... the appropriate noise. Know, you can it run it so gleeful. Oh, it should be. <laughs> ah! Is that the appropriate noise? Yes. Ah! Yes. Um, thank you. No, my appropriate noise is watch me. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine's ah! Because uh, <laughs> you can run Laurel Snow number one by Rebecca Zanetti. Ooh. And it comes out on January 25th. So I can tell you, um, it seems like Rebecca Zanetti probably writes things that are in my wheelhouse. I, I think that she has written like some post-apocalypse mm-hmm. stuff and some paranormal yes. things. Um, paranormal? <laughs> all of which, none of which I have read, but she has been an author. That, she kind of exploded on the scene, honestly, and then just like was... Just, it has just been prolific. So um, so I'm pretty excited to check this book out. Um, and this has one of my favorite character archetypes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Laurel Snow apparently is an FBI profiler. Ooh. And she has a very mysterious connection to um, a psychologist that also works in the, who I believe works in the unit. And it seems like the psychologist may or may not know certain things about her. And Hmm. then, and then there's a guy who is kind of like pursuing her and he's like a ruthless sniper and, you know, but he, but he seems to have the feels for Laurel (laughs) Snow. And I'm like, I'm hoping that this is going to give me like some morality chain where the only thing (laughs) that really keeps him grounded um, and keeps him from laying waste to the entire world is her. (laughs) Um, And there's like a big bad. So there's like some serial killer um, that is, you know, that is out here murderizing people. But honestly, I'm just here for like the ruthless pursuit of this woman by this man who is like pretty much described as like he's a cold, lonely loner. Yeah, like this is definitely like a Stacy. Yeah, he seems like he's a very traumatized hero who just needs the love of a good woman. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm really excited. Um, this is giving me also like criminal mind vibes. So um, it seems like it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and very, very, very intense. Um, so I love that Shannon gave me like a lot of murdery books. This time, I, did. I think is really delightful. So again, the book is You Can Run Laurel Snow Number One by Rebecca Zanetti. And it comes out on January 25th. So you're going to have to wait. So my last book is actually a book that was recommended by an author that Kristen talked about earlier in this episode. So this is The Kindred by Alicia Dow. And this was blurbed by JL, who wrote the Wings of Ebony series. So this looks like science fiction mixed with a little bit of fantasy. I'm pretty excited about it. It is basically about this society where 
in order to make sure that everybody gets what they need, everybody has enough power, people are kind of matched in these like kindred mind pairings. And basically how these work is it seems like there's a like someone from like the upper classes and then someone who is more of a like more of a common person and they are put together in this mind pairing. Now they're not supposed to meet in person and I'm not sure why they're not supposed to but they're not. But our characters of course have other ideas. So we have Joy and she is sort of the commoner and she's pretty content with her place in society it seems like she's she knows where she belongs and you know her life is is pretty okay she she thinks but her kindred has a different situation he is a duke and he is very very unhappy with the way things are going so something happens there's like a huge assassination and suddenly he is next in line for the crown and this becomes a huge problem. And I don't know exactly why it's a problem. We'll have to read it to know, but it is a problem. So now Joy and her kindred, whose name is Felix, are kind of on the run in a spacecraft and they come to earth. Well, now what are they gonna do on earth? when their society is pretty much in shambles, they are in this sort of kindred mind pairing thing that Earth doesn't understand. Maybe they have feelings for each other. Maybe they don't, we'll have to read it to know. And this just looks like it can be a lot of intense action, um, perhaps some romance. Alicia Dow wrote The Sound of Stars a couple of years ago, which looks super great to me as well. So I'm really interested in giving this a try. Again, it is Kindred by Alicia Dow, and it comes out on January 4th. So my final book tonight is called The Magnolia Palace by Fiona Davis. Yay! Um, yeah, I have never read anything by her, but I've seen her other book, The Lion of her Fifth so Avenue. Much. Yes. Um, I've seen that title around, but I've never read her. But this one looks really interesting, and it kind of gave me Malibu Rising vibes. Um, just a tiny, tiny bit. Um, so... This is about Lillian Carter, who is an art model. And she, eight months ago, lost her mother to the Spanish flu pandemic. Oh, I'm trying to remember the year. 1919. Okay. Um, So after her mother passes away her life kind of falls apart and she eventually finds this job in this really well-to-do mansion in the Frick mansion and she is the secretary to Helen Frick and the longer that she works for Helen the more she gets pulled into the family drama there there's been a murder there's romantic trysts there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on that she kind of doesn't want to be a part of but it's a job right so all of this happens and it doesn't really tell us where that goes But then it jumps to 50 years later. Yes, it does. Veronica Weber is now a... She is working in the Frick Mansion, which has now been turned into a museum. And she is working with an art curator named Josh. And... They are doing this Vogue shoot at the museum, and these two people are let go from the shoot, and we don't know why. And when she's let go, she somehow stumbles on some old letters 
that tell about different things that happened in the Frick family. I believe it leads um, or tells about the murder that that happened, things of that nature. This could potentially make her a lot of money. And she's trying to support her family back home. And so money is something she very much needs. And so that is pretty much where we're left. Um, But this looks very interesting. There's a lot of intrigue, a lot of family drama, it seems. And outside people pulled into it. And so I kind of want to see where this goes. Um, What exactly happens to Lily and Carter, if we're even told. And how Veronica Weber fits into all of this. So this is the Magnolia Palace by Fiona Davis. And this comes out on January 25th. And that is a day before my brother's birthday. So Fiona Davis is the queen of like dual timeline novels set in these really famous New York locations. Yes. Um, Like she's done one on the Barbizon Hotel one on the Dakota. Um, was Grand the one Central's. with the lions? Was that about the library? Yes. Yes, it was. One about oh. the Chelsea Hotel. Um, she just does like all these really cool locations. I am interested. Yes. Wow. I know. Sign me up. So when I did my January picks, I was laughing because I did a lot of enemies to lovers and I did two about homes and interior designers. So I'm not really sure what that says about like where my mind is right now, but I'm really excited to read love at first spite by Anna E Collins. And it comes out on January 4th. This book is about Danny and You know, some people say that living well is kind of like the best revenge. But for Danny, building a spite house next door. Right, exactly. I'm about to tell you. So building a spite house on the vacant lot next door to the home that she was supposed to live in with her ex-fiance, who is now living there with their realtor. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes getting that revenge is just more satisfying, everyone. So she's going to build this house to, to, like, screw with his mind, to, like, mess with his view, and to show her ex-fiance that Danny Porter is not someone you can step on. But the problem is, the only person in her firm, because she is an interior designer, and the only person in her firm to draw up these blueprints is the architect named Wyatt. And the dude is, like, weird. Like, he, like, eats his sandwiches with, like, a knife and fork. He's that kind of guy. You know, very buttoned up, very, you know, that kind of guy. And, you know, but they're going to work on this Project Spite House together because that's what she's going to do. But, you know, the more time she spends with Wyatt, both on the work site and off, she sees that there's this different man beneath the exterior, a more vulnerable, real person, and she begins to worry that, you know, is, is revenge worth what could cause her this, you know, this, this time with this man who is far more special than she originally thought. This book is, um, it's described as the, the hero is described as um, a grumpy romance hero with a heart of gold. It's enemies to friends to lovers Um, it's sort of, um, compared to books by Emily Henry. So this sounds like it's right up my alley. I mean, I love the name, love at first spite, love at first spite. That sounds amazing. So my entire January apparently is going to be filled with like interior designer enemies to lovers, like house books. And I cannot wait. So Love It First Spite by Anna E. Collins comes out on January 4th and sign me up. I am in for all of it. I cannot but wait. I, I need to know if she decides that, you know, revenge isn't worth it. Like what happens to the spite house? I'm not sure. Like that's what we're going to have to find out. And like, is it going to be okay if like the guy she 
ends up with like eats a sandwich with a knife and a fork like are we gonna be okay with this i, I mean know. these are the things that we won't find out until we read the book oh. um my final book to talk about is the new dean coons oh yay so- It comes out January 25th. So this one looks interesting. It talks, um, it's about a guy named Quinn Quicksilver. And apparently he was abandoned as a baby when he was three. Libs, he lived a pretty normal life in an orphanage until he gets called to the magnetism. And I'm guessing the magnetism is some type of event. So he goes out to the desert, finds this coin that kind of is like a lucky coin because it saves his life when he goes out to a diner and these two federal agents want that coin. So... I don't know why they want this coin. I don't know. um, Why does he think it's, you know, why does he think it's lucky? But he, um, so he gets out in a shootout with them. It saves his life. And then he goes to, I don't know how he gets there, but he's ended up on this dude ranch where he meets his other half (laughs) named Bridget. (laughs) Um, And Bridget, (laughs) Bridget lives there with her grandpa who writes romance novels. (laughs) I cannot wait to read this. Okay. I I don't know. (laughs) Um, And then, um, so the, I guess the, the federal agents that want this coin are hunting her too, because she has the sight. And so she knows what it's like to be hunted. So they both, um, all three of them, they head off on this road trip where a bunch of bad things happen. And so they have to resolve or find themselves. We don't know what actually happens on this road trip that they take in the desert. So I'm looking forward to reading this. I haven't read a Dean Koontz book in a long time, but it looks interesting. I haven't either. um the title oh i'm sorry um the title is the quicksilver by dean coons and it comes out january 25th i I have loved dean coons since i read lightning in high school back in the lightning oh my god early to mid 90s yeah and you know i sort of ebb and flow with my desire to read his books but the last one i read was called like was it elsewhere where they do all the time travel? It was oh, really, was really good. Weird. It was fun. I loved it. But, you know, if he has like a romance writing grandfather, I'm totally in. Like, <laughs> that makes me so happy. And I, he just, his books these days have this very optimistic sort of bent to them. Um, and just, I don't know. I, I'm just such a huge Dean Koontz fan. I think I, I'm a lifer. So, the last book I'm going to talk about is The Ex-Husband by Karen Hamilton. And this book, as I said, is about Charlotte and the truths and falsehoods of her life. So what's true and what's false? Well, what's true? Charlotte has an unsavory past. She married the wrong man. She got caught up in his con artist games and took what wasn't hers. But she got out. She divorced Sam and now is starting fresh. But what's false? Well, she left him before things went too far. Nothing bad happened. What's true? Sam is missing. And before he disappeared, he left cryptic messages about someone threatening him. Someone who has been threatening Charlotte, too. What else is true? Well, she's on a straight and narrow path. She has accepted a job as a personal assistant assistant for an engagement party on board a private luxury cruise ship called the Bella. And what's false? Well, it's false. 
No one on board knows about her past, and she's far away from anyone that means her harm. Oh. So as the Cleabella sails to its destinations, Bahamas, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, sinister events increase and the turquoise waves and sun-drenched beaches give way to something darker. Ooh, because okay. someone knows what Charlotte did. Is it the brushing, blushing bride? Is it the seemingly placid mother-in-law? Is that even a thing? Or is it the mysterious heiress? Someone knows. And someone wants revenge before the ship reaches its final port. But you know what else is true, y'all? If you love heart-pounding suspense and twists you won't see coming, this is one you want to miss. Or you won't want to miss, exactly. If you want to miss it, that's false. You don't want to miss it. Which no, is true. you don't. <laughs> so this comes out January the 18th, 2022. And this is The Ex-Husband by Karen Hamilton. And, you know, I wish that I was that intelligent to present a synopsis like that with such cool oh, yes, like true tongue twisting, and... true and false. But no, no, that did not come from this brain. <laughs> no. I'm still trying to unravel the web that I weaved just now. <laughs> <sighs> so this concludes our most anticipated books of January episode. Thank you so much to Stacy, Brooke, Mika, Georgina, Kristen, and Natalia for picking such fantastic releases for January. Thanks as always goes out to Christine for all of her fantastic editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you who joins us each week as we talk about great books. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.